Welcome to three hilariously funny women folk. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Changing the name, everyone. It just, just didn't feel like it represented time. us. <laughs> uh, that's Joe Bailey. That is Susan Jacobs. How the hell is everyone out there? You can't answer us, but say it to yourself. How are you? To- answer. We'll wait. Good. Take- uh, that's great. <laughs> good, good. Take emotional inventory of yourself. I thought you said emotional, and I didn't know what that was, and then I figured out that you said emotional. <laughs> Take emotional uh, inventory of yourself. How are you, Joe Bailey? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> How are you? Fine, fine in that not fine way. Um, you know, uh, I've not been sleeping well again lately, so mm-hmm. just yeah, I'm just a little tired, but you know, get through it. It will be fine. Do you know why you're not sleeping? No, it's just weird. Like yesterday, like I woke up at one. It's like the past couple of nights, it's like I get four hours of sleep and then it's like, boom, wide awake. Wake up. Four hours is enough, you dumb asshole. And then <laughs> like yesterday was up until like five and then Gross. uh just kind of dozed off and on for another couple hours. Okay. So who knows? Who knows? I still have okay. my Monette. Uh, sleep drops and uh, some melatonin. My thought, though, when it happens is like, if I do too much activity, then that's going to wake me up more. Right. So, like, I don't necessarily want to get out of bed, and I should keep these things right next to the bed. Right. So maybe I'll try that. But anyway, who cares? Well, no something that <laughs> something that has changed Pete's life mm-hmm. is he got a red light filter on his phone. Oh, yeah. I heard that red light makes you sleep. And it does. And he falls asleep hours uh, before he used to. Oh, maybe I'll try that. That was a question on one of the quiz shows that we watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What color filter light helps you sleep? And nobody said red because who would think it? Who would think it? But it's the truth. Apparently, it works for Peter. So try it. See what happens. All right, I'll try it. Uh, How are you? Um, good. Good. You know, good. I good. went to the doctor and um, I got a shot of Toradol. What in the world? That's a pain medication. Oh, for your for your stitch. Um, old lady Jacob's got a, a shot of some Toradol for a back, and I also got muscle relaxers. Oh my! Don't take those with alcohol. Uh, yeah. Oh, w- oops. They worked. They were great. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's good to hear. What else? What else did did you watch Thunder Force? Uh, I have about a half an hour left, and I really have no interest in finishing it. I think I stopped about there as well, and I was like, I don't care. (laughs) And the problem, I was talking to Joe today about it, because he did not watch it with me. He said, is it it like super bad? I'm like, it's, I don't, it's not super bad it's just like relentlessly mediocre and it just yes squanders again her both of their immense talents yes 
Yes, that's a great way to put it. Because I was watching it, and actually, the very first couple minutes, I was hooked. I was like, "Oh, okay, this is great. This is great." And then it was just kind of like, uh, I I really hate the characters that are always screwing up. You know, always screwing things up. Always, you know, don't touch anything. So of course, what she does is she goes and touches everything inside. Like that kind of shit. I get easily irritated with and octavia spencer was totally wasted like Uh, not i mean i I can't even express how wasted she was uh she was drunk the entire time (laughs) oh my god she was so wasted you guys she was so wasted you should really watch it for that because she is off her ass drunk the entire time (laughs) and like the joke with the lamborghini like oh they're too Uh, fat to get in like uh oh that was just fucking dumb and um as soon as i saw jason bateman with uh um crab arms i was like all right so um i'm gonna go yeah (laughs) i've seen enough here (laughs) i have seen enough i did like um and I meant to look up her name and I didn't. I don't know her name. But the the uh, laser, she mm, is yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy. She's Mantis yes. in Guardians of the Galaxy. And yeah. I like her. So I, I wanted more for her too. Jason Bateman, I'm like, you knew what you were sending him for, Jason Bateman. Yeah. Like it said crab arms. Yeah. And you were like, yes. And you yes, still were like, me, where do I sign? Give me that contract uh, because my Silver Spoons money has run out. And... <laughs> And can um, I sign the contract while wearing the crab arms? <laughs> and they weren't even, and I mean, they're crab arms, but they weren't even good crab arms. They weren't even like, like they tried to make them as realistic as one could make crab arms. They just look like they went just, to like a party city and got crab arms. Yeah. It's just, it's dumb. It's just dumb. It was just dumb. It was terrible. It was just dumb. It's just terrible. And speaking um, of people that I don't like, Melissa Leo, don't like her. Really? Yeah, don't like her. And I think I was going to say another person that I don't like for no reason, but I think it's because when she was when she won the Oscar, she was like so nakedly thirsty for it, and like I just it just turned me off. Like just campaigned okay. to like win it, and I was just like, oh. I don't care for that. Like I'll take Monique any day. Who's like, I don't give a fuck if I win that Oscar. And she still won anyway. What did Melissa, Melissa Leo win the Oscar for? Mm, I want to say the fighter. Yes. It's the fighter. fighter. Yes. Yes. I, I think we should start a new, just a segment, a standing segment of people we don't like for no reason. All right. And we'll pick one a week. Yeah. Or we can start a whole new podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And just talk about, Oh, you know uh, who's terrible? I hate for no <laughs> you know oh, let's talk oh, about actually. Let's talk about Leah Remini. Oh boy, <laughs> I love her. I do, do you not like her. Well, I since the whole Scientology thing has broke, I like her a lot more than I used to. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Because on King of Queens and stuff, I was like, mm. yeah, no, no. Mm. Because here is this is really dumb, and it's probably something no one else has ever noticed. <laughs> When actresses have long acrylic, especially French tip nails, when they're on sitcoms, and they also have them in real life, my assumption is that they have them in real life and refuse to get rid of them for the sitcom. And something about that doesn't sit well (laughs) with me, which is dumb. 
because uh, I put on nails all the time, sometimes long French manicured ones. But you know what? I would take them off for a show if asked, right? And so the whole time during King of Queens, I was like, those are Leah Remini nails, not <laughs> his wife's nails. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it yeah. just took me <laughs> out of the reality of King of, King of Queens. Queens. Yeah, and I mean, that show was really well known for its realism. I mean, it was grounded in... <laughs> and now she's hosting that People Magazine crossword puzzle game show. And I'll tell you, there are people who... I think being a game show host is a very special skill. Uh, 100%. I would be hard-pressed to say that Leah Remini has that skill. Mm. Mm. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, just watch five minutes of it, and I think you'll agree. I also, I started listening to her podcast because she has a podcast. It's basically the show that her and Mike Render did about Scientology. And she's terrible at podcasting as well. Well, what the, what the fuck can she do? She can expose fake religions, I guess. Well, listen, but she's good at it. Well, I mean, I, I guess, like yeah, everyone, everyone has a talent. Maybe that's yeah. hers. You know who I don't like um, for no good goddamn reason? Because I don't know this person. Remy Malik. He looks smug uh, all the time. I see that. And did you hear the story? Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, well, this is just going to feed your fire. So he went to high school. I did, I did hear it, but tell it again. With Blair Waldorf, whose name is escaping me right now. Rachel Bilson. No, she's yes. on the OC. Was it no, Rachel Bilson? It was Bilson? Rachel Bilson. Okay. Yeah. So they went to high school together. Mm-hmm. And they went on a trip to New York for their That's senior right. trip. And uh-huh. she, when he was nominated for the Oscar and eventually won for that Bohemian Rhapsody movie, uh, <laughs> she posted a, the picture of the two of them saying mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, we have such a long history. And they were like best friends. They were real good Judys. This wasn't I, just uh we knew yeah, each other. They were very like in good passing. Friends. Like, oh, you, I remember you from chemistry kind of. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like that. And so she posted it saying, I hope you win. Here's the old friends. Tonight is kind of special. And then he <laughs> slid in her into her DMs and was like, uh-huh. take that picture down because I don't uh-huh. look good in it. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't look good in it. Which, by and, the way, Remy Malik, you did look good in it because you look better than you it. do now. Because I am sorry. He he looks. Listen, if you know me, if you don't know me, you need to know this. I am not what someone would i when i walk down the street people aren't like oh my god look at that grecian beauty no one's ever gonna say that okay we everybody knows that we're all fatties here okay <laughs> but let me tell you something rami malik looks like he looks like a rat and i'm sorry it's just <laughs> the truth he's just unattractive well here's there's a kicker to this story because Ooh. when she took it down she wrote him back and was like oh my god i'm so sorry no offense was intended. I just was celebrating you and I can hope you win, et cetera, et cetera. And then he never wrote her back. Yeah. See, <laughs> let's keep in mind that you were in the Twilight movies, sir. You. He is? No, no, no. Yeah. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. I've seen. Did I? Maybe. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. He was in the Twilight movies. He's in something else that's like questionable as well no the man he looks you know what it is it looks like 
he was in he had been admitted to the hospital for a mysterious disease and he left against doctor's orders before they could properly diagnose and treat said disease and now he's just walking the streets he's got a weird pallor to his seat he's just no sir you're not good looking enough to have that attitude and i'm sorry you're not that great of an actor as far as i'm concerned oh yeah i do agree i feel like he is very mm, i don't full of himself but just sort of has that thing yeah and he has a twin oh that's right and they don't look anything alike well thank god for the twin right he's they probably don't, like right? actually i think they do look very similar Are but they? they're not identical okay they're not identical, but they do look similar. But I think he's better looking than Remy. Remy, whatever the fuck his name is. I don't like did him. You watch, <laughs> did you watch Mr. Robot? I did not. I did not watch Mr. Robot. And I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody. I did. I didn't get the how everyone was so fucking gaga about that movie. It was fine. I thought Rocket Man was better. And I love Queen. And I wanted to watch it. Yeah, I don't. Mm-mm. Out? Did you watch anything else interesting? Yeah, I have news. <gasps> this is important news. So oh listen God. up. Oh my God, okay. The other two, which is that show that was on Comedy Central like two years ago with Molly Shannon. We talked about it during her episode where she yeah. plays the mother of like the 13-year-old boy who becomes an internet sensation and his two older siblings who are like total no good nicks. Yes, 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 yes. Hysterically funny, so well written, so well done. The first season has just dropped on HBO Max ahead of season two, which is dropping sometime this year. So, everybody, if you have not, and even if you have, watch the first season of the other two, get thee to HBO Max and watch it because it is that good. And it's older, right? It's from a couple years ago. I think the first season was. And the okay. second season got delayed because of COVID. And so now it's just now. <gasps> oh, so it's true-ish. potentially still on the air is what we're saying. Yeah. Season two is coming this year. Um, now, have you watched Chad? No, I did oh. not. Have you? Yes. And you love. Oh, my God. I just love it so much. I think okay. it's. So funny, has such a huge heart. I just okay. I watch adore it. Adore it. I I do this weird thing. It's very strange. I don't know if it's anxiety based or whatnot. When I love someone and I want success for them, I get nervous to watch a new thing of theirs. So oh. I love Nassim Padrad. I I want the show to be good. And so I will even like, unless it's Chicago, even like bands like Indigo Girls and they would drop a new album and I'd be like, Ugh. and I would wait months to listen to it because I'm so afraid I'm not going to like something. It's weird. It's just weird. I know. I get it. Like, like I never see Pete's shows. If Pete's in a show, I don't watch it. He doesn't no, come to see my shows. Yeah, I knew that. I know. It's it's weird. And we're both okay with it. Like there will be times I'm be like, no, I really want you to see this for X, Y, and Z reason. But yeah, I don't I because the whole time I'm just a nervous fucking wreck. I can't take it. Well, it's she weird. is great. She really is great. Okay. I mean, obviously she looks often like a 40-year-old woman, but it's okay. It doesn't matter. Because she's great. And it's just 
I really, really. I mean, no one's under any misconceptions that it's a 13 year old boy. Right. Right. Yeah. No. Okay. I mean, within the world of the show. Yes. But. Sure. 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 Outside of that, we're all not watching it going. That kid looks weird. (laughs) But for the longest, I was like, I know that's a woman. And I know that they're not age appropriate, but I don't know who it It took me a very long time to figure out it was her. Like I kind of had the idea it was her, but I wasn't, I wasn't sold. So she does. So in that respect, she does a good job. Yeah. I have thoroughly enjoyed both of the episodes. So. Okay. Okay. All right. Well. Now the other big news that happened this week is primarily uh, for the Los Angelinos. But Arclight Cinemas is closing for good, which is a really big chain out there. And that includes the Cinerama Dome. Which is None of those words make any sense to me, but I do know Arclight, and the, that's a big deal. The Cinerama Dome, you've probably seen it in movies. It's that it looks sort of like an igloo almost, and it's a movie theater. Okay. Um, it's where I saw where I walked out of Galaxy Quest. But and like the the lettering is all very like 60s. Um, if you Google okay. it, you'll see it. And I'm sure you'll be like, oh, right, that place. Okay. Um, what is it called? The Cinerama Dome. Oh, here we go. There it is. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Yep. And they're closing, and everyone in Los Angeles is super upset. Yeah, there's the inside of it. It's super cool. It's such a great throwback to the golden age of hollywood not really the golden age but um so it's just a victim of the quarantine and the pandemic that's i can't believe that i know it's super sad and it just like it's just more um evidence of how things are going to be so different once we get on the other side of this because i i already planned like what the first movie that we're going to see in the theaters is going to be black widow that's just how it's going to be. But it did make me think like our movie theater is going to go away. I, I don't like as a thing. I don't think it's going to. Yeah, I don't either. You know, Disney trying to make people pay $30 on top of their subscription fee for Disney. Like that's not working out. Like people are like, <laughs> no, thank you, sir. Right. But I'm not paying $30 on top of my $7 for your streaming service when I know that that movie will become free at some point. Right. And now, if it was always too far in the future. Right. Exactly. Like, you only have to wait a couple months. Now, like, if it was something like if if the Avengers were still going and, you know, whatever, whatever, that might be a little different. But they can tell that it's not working either because they keep holding Black Widow off. Yeah. In in hopes of releasing it to the theater. So they know it's not working. So I don't think they'll go away altogether. But that's that I that's what I want to do. Like I, I'm going to the movies. I miss going to the movies. It's it's you know what else I miss? Sitting in a green room. I thought about that the other day. Yeah, like obviously I miss doing a show, but like just sitting in a green room and being bitchy about other people like I miss that. <laughs> about people I you wanna. hate. Yeah, uh, about people I hate for no good goddamn reason. Tomorrow is my full two weeks post second shot where I will become <gasps> bona fide. Uh, yes. <clears throat> but the other day Joe was like, and you're not going to change your behavior, are you? And I was like, oh no. Nope, I'm still going to double mask. I'm not going to eat inside of a restaurant. I'm not Mm. doing any of that. And he was like, well, the first thing I'm going to do is go to the movies. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Oh, I just can't imagine. Well, see, here's the thing. Yeah, I'm not going to eat inside of a restaurant. I'm still going to wear a mask. But with the movies, though, 
especially here in Michigan with the way Whitmer's doing things, you probably can only do certain capacity, right? Also, not a lot of people, I feel like not a lot of people care about that enough. Like the people who have been willing to stay home this whole time, I feel like not enough of them care about movies to break that and go in. So I just don't feel like it'll be a lot of people. And even when there is a lot of people, you can space yourself out. You can pick your own seats now. Yeah. And I just love them so much and I miss them so much. And that is me as well. That's the first thing I'm going to do is go to a movie. And I think, and Black Widow doesn't come out until June. It might even be July. It's in the summer and I'll be fully vaccinated. We'll still wear masks. Um, yeah, I am going to do that, but yeah, uh, here's the thing. I don't know. I'm not a big restaurant eater anyway. I don't, that might creep me out. I don't know if I'll ever fully be comfortable doing that. It's just so weird to think of just the ease that we had a year and a half ago. I, I, I will think about like, Oh God, you know, we would go to Disney world and would be, you know, not even think about shoulder it. with, st- with strangers and not we, even we didn't wear not even a thought in our head nope isn't that crazy yeah and we took it for great you know it's like that thing when your nose is stuffed up and all you can do is think about the times when your nose wasn't stuffed up and how you took it for granted (laughs) (laughs) and every time my nose is stuffed up i promise myself that when my nose isn't stuffed up i'll just stop and appreciate (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's yeah i'll never get on a bus again fuck that <laughs> that's not happening because those are dirty regardless so yeah that's not happening i'm no, not gonna say because no, those no. are dirty people because <laughs> those those are dirty people that take the bus i took the bus every day and i i think i've sat and pee more times than i can oh. count uh so yeah no i'm gonna go to a movie i can't wait i can't wait but it probably will be summer and i'll probably have a panic attack i'm sure but I miss them. I miss them too much. I just love the movies so much. The whole experience, the popcorn, the big, I just love it so much. The previews. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I can't wait. No, I'm doing it. That's, that's the one thing I know that I'm going to do. I'm going to make myself do, and I'm going to make myself okay with doing shows as well. And other than that, everything else can, I don't need to go to a restaurant. I'm good. At some point, I want to go to Disney World again, but, you know, that depends on money anyway, so that'll be a while. So, yeah, uh, just movies are things I'm focused on right now. Yeah, Mm. just movies. (laughs) Well, I think we have, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about today, so shall we get into our latest? Oh, Oh, yes, we will have so much to, oh my God, yes. So our lady of the day is Dame. (laughs) And the evening. Oh, I know. <laughs> Dame Ed- Edna. That's Dame Edna. We're talking about Dame, Dame Edna. Edna. Did you do the oh proper God, research? I did not research. <laughs> I did. No, I did it for Emma Thompson. Uh, give me an Dame hour. <laughs> Emma Thompson is who we are talking about. Now, do you recall your first memory of Emma Thompson? Um. So yes, I think it's Sense and Sensibility. Ah. Yeah. I think mine is uh, Dead Again. I saw Dead Again. I was just watching that as we uh, started this. So I think I'm about halfway through. And honestly, I think I've probably seen it before, but my memory is so garbage, I don't remember. So, 
Um, I have a, I have just everyone hunker down because my report is very lengthy today. Oh, mine is too. It's going to be a long one, you guys. All good news. All good things to talk about. Yeah. 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 So this uh, particular section that I'm about to deliver unto you, I got uh, information from Wikipedia. Mm hmm. Uh, from a 2018 Vulture interview with David Marchez and a 2019 New York Times interview with Kara Buckley. Oh. So Emma Thompson was born in Paddington, London Ah. on April 15th, 1959. Oh, that's today! Oh, oh my god. god, that's so crazy! Happy, Happy birthday, birthday. Thompson! Oh that was not even planned. That is so oh. crazy. <laughs> the Lord works it. in mysterious. Oh. Happy birthday, Dame Edna Emma Thompson. <laughs> Dame Edna's birthday is today. Uh, oh, so she is sixty-one. No, she's sixty-two today, right? Oh, oh yes. Yeah, sixty-two yes. today. Oh, I That's love that. amazing. Her mother is the Scottish actress Felidia Law. Ooh. And her father, who is English, is called Eric Thompson. He was involved in the theater and he was the writer slash narrator of the popular children's television series The Magic Roundabout. Ooh. <laughs> her godfather was the director and writer Ronald Eyre. She has one sister, Sophie, who also works as an actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, the family lived in West Hampstead in North London, and Thompson was educated at the Camden School for Girls. Ooh. And she spent much of her time in Scotland during her childhood. In her youth, Emma Thompson was intrigued by language and literature, which I think shows the projects that she chooses and the things that she chooses to write, Mm -hmm. Uh, a trait which she attributes to her father who shared her love of words. After successfully taking A-levels, which is that British schooling system, I don't understand any of that. Sure, who the fuck knows? In English, French, and Latin, she secured a scholarship for an English degree at Cambridge, and she started that in 1977. Emma Thompson believes that it was inevitable that she would become an actress because she was, quote, surrounded by creative people, and I don't think it would ever have gone any other way, really, end Mm. quote. Uh, While at Cambridge, she had a seminal moment that turned turned her to feminism and inspired her to take up performing. She explained in an interview in 2007 how she discovered the book The Mad Woman in the Attic, which is about Victorian female writers and the disguises they took in order to express what they wanted to express. That completely changed my life, she says. She became a self-professed punk rocker with short red hair and a motorbike and (laughs) I know, and aspired to be a comedian. Mm Mm-hmm. In the interview with Vulture, she said, quote, it terrified me, but I did scary things like that when I was a young woman. I had all of my 20s to fail. I wanted to be a stand-up, and then I wanted to be Lily Tomlin. I had a chance to experiment, and that's riches beyond compare. Young people who are successful now can't do that because the spotlight is there all the time. End quote. At Cambridge, Emma Thompson was invited into Footlights, which was the university's prestigious sketch comedy troupe. It boggles my mind that she has like an extensive sketch history that's crazy to me. And she became the first member of Footlights when she joined. 
a first female member of Footlights. Also in the troupe at the time were fellow actors Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie, uh, with whom she had a romantic relationship. <gasps> oh, Stephen Fry right. recalled that there was no doubt that Emma was going the distance. Our nickname for her was Emma Talented, which, you know, being theater people, I would uh, have expected a more creative uh, nickname. Right. That's actually a pretty shitty. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that Emma's really talented. What if we called her, oh, I don't know, Emma Talented? <laughs> That sounds like a nickname your grandma gives you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, thanks. Thanks, grandma. Wow, Stephen <laughs> Fry, how did you think of that? <laughs> These are improvisers, <laughs> and they came up with Emma Townsend. Emma Townsend. <laughs> uh, in 1980, Steve. Emma Townsend served as the vice president of Footlights and co-directed the troupe's first all-female review, which was called Woman's Hour. The following year, Emma Thompson and her Footlights team won the Perrier Award at the Edinburgh uh, Festival, Fringe Festival, for their sketch show, The Cellar Tapes. And she eventually graduated from Cambridge with upper second class honors. In 1982, exactly, who knows? It's British. It's Uh, British. In 1982, her father died at age 52. Oh my God. Yeah. She has commented that this tore the family to pieces, and I can't begin to tell you how much I regret not him not being around. She added, at the same time, it's possible that were he still alive, I might never have had the space or courage to do what I have done. I have a def- definite feeling of inheriting space and power. Now, here we go. Thompson's first husband, and this is what Ugh. I alluded to last week. Her first husband was actor and director Kenneth Branagh, whom she met in 1987 while filming the television series Fortunes of War. The couple married in 1989 and proceeded to appear in several films together, uh, with him often casting her in his own productions. Dubbed a golden couple by the British press, Mm -hmm. the relationship received substantial media coverage. The pair attempted to keep the relationship private, refusing to be interviewed or photographed together. In September of 1995, they announced their separation because, and I did not know Mm. this, Mm -hmm. Kenneth Branagh had taken a shine to Thompson's Howard's End co-star, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. With whom he worked on Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yeah, so they were having an affair while he was married mm. to Emma Thompson. Uh, so the they ended up getting divorced because of uh, Helena Bonham Now, in my book, that's a whole like uh, Billy Crudup, Mary Louise Parker situation, Claire Danes, that whole that whole mess. Well, but but Emma Thompson wasn't pregnant. That's true, but still, three famous people. But still, once a homewrecker. Right, right. Um, but I will say. Well, I should I say sorry. Your thun- Hold that thought. One's not a home record because yeah. they're both to blame. I can't place the blame Correct. strictly on Claire Danes, and Claire and and Claire Danes, <laughs> and Claire Danes. But I will say Claire Danes. I feel is I know, and this sounds so stupid. Is more wrong than Helena Bonham Carter because Claire Danes. You everyone knew she was pregnant. And she was eight it months pregnant. And she was eight months pregnant. Everyone knew this. It wasn't, they hadn't told it. Like, he has a pregnant girlfriend. You are a piece of shit. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that is worse. 
but uh and i don't mean to steal your thunder uh so we can just cut it out and then and then <laughs> restitch it but she has because she's was asked in an interview like if she hates helena bottom carter oh and and uh she's like you know what it's blood under the bridge she said you can't hold on to stuff like that life is too short um and she's actually a delightful woman and we're friends we worked through it and you know whatever it is what it is that's awesome and i would expect nothing less but it also just it's true first of all yeah Uh, but i'm glad that she was able to and she's so much better off without him anyway Oh, 100%. 100%. But it's so very British, too. Yeah, that's true. Yes, you did this all right, but let's (laughs) just move on. Because that's what Emma Thompson sounds like. That's my Emma Thompson. It was not bad, actually. (laughs) All right. In 2019, after learning that John Lasseter, who lost his top job at Pixar and Disney for unwanted touching, was named head of the studio producing a film that she was working on, Emma Thompson publicly quit that (gasps) project. I did not know that. And flamed the studio and Lasseter in a scathing open letter. Though he apologized for his behavior, Emma Thompson admonished the studio, Skydance Animation, for potentially forcing employees into deciding between uncomfortably working with him or not working at all. After her letter went public, Thompson said, thanks came in from others who walked away from Skydance jobs for the same reason. They're the ones who are brave, she said. I can go on to another project and get paid. For other people, it's not so easy. When asked about how men like Lassiter, who have been Me Too'd, might come back, she replied, I don't want to be thinking about men's problems at the moment. Thanks so much. I j- oh, God. Isn't she just? She's just fucking, per- she's just fucking perfect. She she's is. She's perfect. She is. She is. Okay, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Uh, Americans tend to view Emma Thompson as a beloved no-nonsense Mary Poppins type, highly adept at setting people straight. But back home in England, her outspokenness and uh, environmentalism have at times put her in the crosshairs of the country's outrage industrial complex. The press pilloried her for describing England in the run-up to the Brexit vote as a, quote, cake-filled, misery-laden, gray old island, end quote. (laughs) And gloated when an irate farmer came close to drenching her with manure during an anti-fracking protest in 2016. In 2018, (laughs) she became a dame. She showed up in white sneakers to her knighthood ceremony, which was led by Prince William. The English press affected shock and attacked her for this, but she shot back that the shoes were designed by Stella McCartney, thank you very much, and actually quite posh. (laughs) While filming Sense and Sensibility, she began a relationship with her co-star, Greg Wise. He played Willoughby. Yep. Commenting on how she was able to overcome her depression following her breakup with Bronagh, she told BBC Radio 4, work saved me and Greg saved me. He picked up the pieces and put them back together again. (laughs) The couple have a daughter, uh, Gaia. Uh, from a pregnancy achieved for a, via in vitro infertilization when she was 39. And uh, in 2003, they were married. And that's a long time after getting together. Yeah. The family's permanent 
residence is in West Hampstead, London, on the same road as her childhood home. Also in 2003, Thompson and her husband informally adopted a Rwandan orphan and then made it official after that. And on February 28th, 2020, Thompson and her husband were sworn in as honorary citizens of Venice, Italy, and became legal residents of Italy as a result. The couple had previously purchased a house in the city and indicated their intention to relocate to Italy permanently. Oh, God. Emma Thompson, ladies and gentlemen. Emma Thompson. <laughs> she, she's done a lot of stuff, y'all. A lot she of stuff. really has. I got everything. She really, really has. I got everything from the Wikipedia. Um, she had her first professional role in 1982, touring in the stage version of the Not, uh, not the Nine O'Clock News. She then did sketch shows on the BBC with Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry. In 1985, uh, Thompson was cast in the West End revival of the musical Me and My Girl. It provided a breakthrough in her career. She played the role of Sally Smith for 15 months. Oh, boy. Yeah. Which exhausted the actress. She later remarked, I thought if I did the fucking Lambeth Waltz one more time, I would throw up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i love that at the end of 1985 she wrote and starred in her own special for channel 4 emma thompson up for grabs her first cinema appearance came in the romantic comedy the tall guy in 1989 with jeff goldblum oh yeah and i tried to find it and i could not find it from 1990 to 93 thompson and then husband kind of brana were the golden couple of British movies. In 1994, she made her Hollywood debut in Junior, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, which just seems so like outside of... Yes, for sure. (laughs) It makes no sense. In 1995, she starred in and wrote the screenplay for Sense and Sensibility, for which she won the Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay. Credits include 1989, uh, Henry V, The uh, Tall Guy, 1991, Dead Again, An Impromptu, 1992, Howard's End, for which she won an Oscar for Best Actress, Peter's Friends, 1993, Much Ado About Nothing, Uh, The Remains of the Day, she was nominated for Best Actress, 1994 Junior, 1995 Sense and Sensibility, where she won screenplay, but she was also nominated for Actress, Best Actress. Other uh, credits include The Winter Guest, Primary Colors, Love Actually, The Nanny McPhee movies, The Harry Potter movies, Men in Black 3, Saving Mr. Banks, and the upcoming Cruella. I'm very right. excited for. She's very also for doing the Matilda movie musical. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, because I saw that somewhere else, not in the credits that I looked at, but I had seen it somewhere else. I was like, Matilda, but it's the musical movie. Yes. She's playing Miss Trunchbull, which has historically been played by a man in drag in the musical. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I know nothing about that show, obviously. So I just have to say one other thing. Howard's mm-hmm. End uh-huh. is in my top three, maybe my top two movies of all time. Really? I've never seen it. Oh my God, I love it so much. It and was going to be astounding. One, and I probably will watch it. Um, I mean, I just went to town on Emma Thompson movies. I see. You did a lot more than I did. I went to 
town. And let me tell you something, it was worth every moment. I uh, watched Wit, Much Ado About Nothing, the movie I'm going to do. Uh, what else? What else? I'm watching Dead Again right now. I watched Judas Kiss, which is really terrible. But um, <laughs> Alan Rickman is in that with her, and they're both amazing, but the movie itself is terrible. I just, I love her, and um, she's like a female Alan Rickman to me. I love British actors. I've got a thing for them. But she is, I just love looking at her. Her voice is amazing. Yeah. She's just, she's just amazing. She's just amazing. Yeah, Wit was so good. It's been, I didn't even realize it came out in like 2003, which is almost 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I was watching it, I was like, surely she won the Emmy Award for this. And she did not. That's, that's, in, that's insane. However, I will say it was a tough year because she lost to Judy Davis for the Judy Garland miniseries. And mm. it was equally as was stupendous as Emma Thompson was. Okay. Okay. Because wit ripped my soul from my body. Yeah. Oh my God. She was so good. Audra McDonald was so good. That scene where they're eating the popsicles. I know. Oh my God. So great. I just got goosebumps. So great. So good. And they just keep telling her, you know, the whole, the whole dose, the whole dose, you gotta be strong. Oh God. And the thing that killed me, and then when her professor comes in and reads and her reads the runaway the ch- bunny. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh God. The thing that killed me the whole time, the thing that made me the saddest. Yes. Obviously her, di- obviously her dying from cancer is, is fucking terrible, but she was alone. Yeah. Nobody. No, not one person until that professor. And that's when she's like on death's door. Yeah. And it was, just, oh God. Yeah. It ripped my soul out. I had to watch much to do about nothing after that. <laughs> um, because I was, so, I was in a puddle. It was terrible. I had a headache. I had one of those cry headaches. It was terrible. <laughs> anyway, what, uh, what movie? Well, I went a little outside of the box this mm-hmm. week for my pick. And I chose Sweeney Todd in concert with the New York Philharmonic, which aired originally on PBS in a live taped performance from Lincoln Center in New York. Sweeney Todd uh, was directed, impeccably directed. Oh my God. By Lonnie Price. So inventive, so creative. Just so great. Uh, The original run of this show was March 5th through the 8th. Uh, 2014 it ran for only five performances all of that work for five can you imagine and it was impeccable Impeccable. when they all come out in the line with their scores and their Mm -hmm. music stands and then they all fucking throw the scores away and they were i just i just kept thinking all of this hard hard work Mm-hmm. for this limited amount of performances mm-hmm. and it's perfect it's it's and someone else because i read the comments because it was on youtube and i read the comments and they put it perfectly they're like imagine if you're just going to see a concert version of sweeney todd and you know emma thompson's in it and she's a pretty big name so you're excited you go for a concert version and then you get this it was where it's basically it's basically the show. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And then for Emma Thompson to be as good as she it like, I mean, they got their money's worth plus 
some and some and some and some. Oh, yes. it's oh my god. So this marked Emma Thompson's New York stage debut as Mrs. Levitt. Uh, it also stars Bryn Terfel as a wonderful Sweeney Todd. Christian yes. Borel is in it, who I don't normally like. He was Pirelli. He's he's the other one. He was the one that made me. I don't like him either. Yeah, no reason. Like he's probably a perfectly perfectly pleasant person. He's obviously talented, but for some reason he rubs me the wrong way. I yeah. don't know why. One hundred percent. Jay Armstrong Johnson, Aaron Mackey, uh, Otter McDonald, which I didn't realize I was going to have a double feature of Emma Thompson. I, Otter <laughs> McDonald. I, I saw, she came in on on and wit, and I was like. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plays the beggar woman. And I think uh, from everything that I read about this, I think she was a surprise because none of the reviews or press that I saw mentioned oh. her at all. Um, but whatever. It was sense. seven years ago. So if you didn't know that, then too bad. Uh, right, but right, this right. is available on YouTube uh, in its entirety. Uh, she was also nominated for an Emmy Award, but she lost. <laughs> To Francis McDormand. Oh, you know. Uh, and then Lonnie Price went on to direct uh, Bryn Turfel and Emma Thompson in a similar production in London, uh, which ran for two weeks in March of 2015 at the London Coliseum. But, I mean, this is, of course, Stephen Sondheim's masterpiece. Yeah. And just the staging of it, she is just such a chipper Mrs. Lovett. And I love it so much that she just slowly gets drawn into this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I've seen Mrs. Levitt's before that are like pretty calculating right from the start. Yeah. And I just loved her take on it. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. the costume. I love that she like starts ripping her stuff off. She rips her. It, you guys, you have to see it. It's just, it is. They throw their scores away. They all look at each other like, are we going to do this? Are we going to do this? And then they throw their scores away and you're like, what's going to happen? And they basically just do the show, really. Yeah. From, with no, with nothing. Like, it's with like. nothing. And you, there could not have been a ton of rehearsal for this thing. No. And this is what happens when you get people who are at the top of their game <laughs> making it happen. And it's so funny because when you get into your head that it's the concert version, you have these expectations. And so the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, I can't, (laughs) I can't believe they remembered all these words because I haven't done that ever. (laughs) And like, because you wouldn't have to do that if you were doing the show, Sweeney Todd. But I was watching it like, oh my God, they remembered everything. (laughs) But you know, they didn't have like six weeks of rehearsal for like five weeks a week, you know? And it looks like they did. I mean, it's, it's the full, it is so good. And she's so, oh, so funny. And just so moving. Oh my God. Just it's, she's so, so great. I love the use of the orchestra, how they play with them. They go into the audience. There's a lot of audience work that they do. Mm -hmm. It's so great. Mm -hmm. And what was really interesting for me was earlier that day we had, started to watch there was a stream of the original cast of vanya and sonia and masha and spike also Mm -hmm. from lincoln center uh which Mm -hmm. they were streaming so we watched the first act of that and we couldn't finish it it was like i felt like all of the people in the show sigourney weaver david Hyde pierce he was not so bad but it was all of those people and i felt like they were all operating at like a 12 and i was like 
shut up, shut up, shut up. Like, mm. bring it down. Like, I can't. It's too much. Mm. I can't watch it. Mm-hmm. And later that day, I watched Sweeney Todd, which was in a much bigger venue. Mm-hmm. And it felt so intimate. And it felt mm-hmm. so personal. And yes. I, I just ate it up with a spoon. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, it did very much feel like you're there with them. You're there were times when it was like I felt bad because I was eavesdropping <laughs> in on them. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when she because she's very clearly in love with him. And yeah, there were just these moments of like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this. Oh, it was just so god damn it she was so good and you know usually especially with shows that I want to do and roles that I want to play I watch with a jealousy and like oh I could never I can never do this part look at that like that when I saw Patty Lupone do it I was like I could never do this part oh my god it's so hard Emma Thompson is so good that she makes it look easy and natural and makes you go, she's better than I could ever be. And that's okay. Do you know what I mean? Like there uh-huh. wasn't, it like transcends that jealous part and you're just like, Oh, she's just so good. I just, Oh, she, tre- it's, she's magical. I, her comic timing. Yeah. Uh, physical comedy. Realize, yes. F- oh my God. I didn't realize she was such a great singer. Yeah. Uh, it's really, you guys watch it, especially if you love musicals, especially if you like Sweeney Todd, watch it. She's so, so, so good. Oh my God. I loved, I loved it. like the whole using the trombone as the meat grinder was so yes. great. Um, the, the whole end, I just was like em- <gasps> emblazoned with goosebumps. When they, oh my God, when they, when they're all there and then they turn around and then they're standing there and then, oh my God, the end is so good. It's just, oh. And, and Stephen Sondheim like, was there. He was? Yeah. She brings him up in the, at the curtain call. Oh, I didn't watch all the way to the very, very, very end. Yeah. Even if you don't like musicals. Okay. If you like theater at all, just watch the very beginning. And then watch the very end because yeah, go- talking about it, I get goosebumps because I'm a, I love that kind of shit anyway. That you know, staging and like transitions and here they are and ah, oh, it's ah, oh, I gotta watch it again. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. It's I so wish good. there was a recording of it. Like yes, yes. Yeah. And that girl who played Joanna, my God, her voice. Oh my God! Holy and crap, Toby. Toby yes. Like- Oh my God. Beautiful. Not while I'm around. Oh my God. It. it was like, and everybody was this way. Truly. It was like their voices weren't coming out of a body. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. It was just like, I, I, it's hard to explain. Everybody was so good. It was amazing. It was amazing. It's the first time I've made it all the way through Sweeney Todd. Interesting. I just, she was just everything. It was everything. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, so great. And you will play that role one day. I have to. I have to. we also don't need to talk about the actual film of Sweeney Todd starring Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Carter. Who was terrible. 
Well, listen, here's the thing. I love being proven wrong when you take someone like Helena Bottom Carter and you think to yourself that she's totally wrong for that part. And then you see it and you're like, oh my God, she was a revelation. That was so good. I love that. I love nothing more than that. But you look at Helena Bottom Carter and you're like, what? What are you taught? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. It's because Tim Burton did the movie and they are, right. were, are a couple, whatever. I had to physically get up and leave the theater during By the Sea because I'm like, it was so thin and reedy, her voice. I'm like, I can't oh, I hate that. listen to this. I hate it. I hate it. And it it should have been Tony Collette in the film. It's funny that you say that. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, no, I haven't. But is Alan Alan Rickman's in that, isn't he? Oh, is he the judge? I think he is. Uh. Because I've wanted to watch it because of that. But once I really started getting into the music and then Helena Bonham Carter was Mrs. I was like, I can't hear her sing that. I'll like want to stick. Yes, he forks is. in my ear but i i have to watch maybe i'll just fast forward to his scenes yeah i will always judge a mrs lovett by worst pies in london yes did not disappoint <sighs> it's just so god it's so good it makes me want to cry yeah it yes is just perfection because it's the little subtleties that <clears throat> that you would assume people will miss oh god when she steps on the bug and then she steps on it again and then oh my god <laughs> god it's just i could talk i could just moan about it forever yeah i love so it. i was very happy that that was my choice as soon as i started watching it, like t- 10 minutes in, i texted Sue's. i'm like i'm doing sweetie todd <laughs> <laughs> well and then i went to look for it and i all i saw was a concert version i was like he didn't watch that mm. that's why i texted you was like can you send me the gotcha. link because i'm not finding it and then you sent it to me and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, it'll, it'll be okay. And then they walk out. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then when they threw the scores away, I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then it started. I was like, oh, no, this is, yeah, no, okay, great. Watch everybody. Watch it. Get watch thee it, to YouTube it. and watch it. Get thee to YouTube. <laughs> the views are going to skyrocket by 10. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine we have thousands of listeners. <laughs> do not. And what was your choice for the week? Your uh, official choice. My, my original choice. Your official choice. Oh my! Ofi- oh my! Official because I watch so much. My official choice. Sense and sensibility. Oh god! Oh god! It's so, so great. God. This movie is so great. It's ah. Uh, Oh God! I oh God! I love it so much. Um, Sense and Sensibility was released December eleventh, nineteen ninety five. It was directed by Ang Lee. Uh, Thompson spent five years writing and rewriting the screenplay. Someone else was meant to play Eleanor Dashwood, but Thompson was persuaded. At thirty five, she was too old to play the nineteen year old spinster. That's how old Eleanor is supposed to be. Is nineteen? Oh, nineteen! Wow, nineteen. So I wonder how old Marianne is supposed to be. Sixteen. Yeah, oh, that's kind of creepy. I mean, oh, yeah, that, yeah. No, I'm glad they made him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad they made him older because that's really. Yeah, she was too old to play the 19 year old spinster, so they changed the age of the character to 27, which is still not a spinster, but also making it uh, the idea of her being a spinster more palatable to American audiences, which they were right to do because the thought of a 19 year old being a spinster is 
absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yes. I did not know this. I find this very fascinating. Ang Lee didn't want Kate Winslet to be Marianne because he hated her performance in Heavenly Creatures. Oh, wow. Right? That's I was like, crazy. First of all, that's an amazing performance. Secondly, what, Ang Lee? What are you talking about? So she auditioned for the smaller role of Lucy Steele. I hate that character so much. Yeah, she's annoying. And I, the girl who plays it, I want to, I want to <laughs> punch her in the teeth. She auditioned for the smaller role of Lucy Steele, and what she did was Winslet. When she went into the the audition for uh, Lucy Steele, she took the sides for Marianne and pretended that she thought the audition was for Mary Ann and read those sides, and because of that, got the part right then and there on the spot. So smart. That is so, oh, when I read that, I was like, oh, you saucy little minx, you. The film stars, obviously, M. Thompson as Elena Dashwood, uh, Kate Winslet as her younger sister, Marianne, and Alan Rickman, oh, God, uh, Hugh Grant, and Emma Thompson's future husband, who plays the Cad Willoughby. So if you haven't seen Sense and Sensibility or don't know the, I know the script was changed here and there for things and listen i don't have enough attention span to read jane austen i just don't i'm sorry i just don't but uh the sister's father has died and um their older brother mm-hmm. yes that's what I, I knew it was something strange uh not that half brothers are strange but he wasn't the mother's child their older half brother basically inherits the house that they're living in so they get kicked out because his wife is a terrible person so they have to find somewhere to live and now they are poor previously being rich and so uh you know she is a spinster at the at the ripe old age of 27 and marianne is right in marrying age and so they write letters to friends basically saying, hey, can we stay on your couch, you know? Uh, and somebody finally writes back and was like, yeah, I've got this cottage I don't use. Can you, you can just stay here. And they get there and the cottage, I mean, yes, it's cold and it's gray and it's cement because it's England, but it's a full on house. Yeah. Okay. And they're like, oh, ooh, so small. Like. <laughs> You own candles and that's it. What are you complaining about? <laughs> like they don't move anything. They don't have like extensive extensive luggage or anything. And they're just like, oh, I don't know if this is gonna be big enough. Like, get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so Marianne quickly falls in love with Willoughby, and he is a cad. And uh Emma Thompson falls in love with Hugh Grant. And I just, I love Hugh Grant. Do you like Hugh Grant? I love Hugh Grant. Okay. I, I, I adore him. And apparently he took a very good, a very big pay cut to um, play this role. And because he said that he hates Jane Austen, he finds it drab and dreary and sad, but Emma's uh, screenplay was better than the original story and he loves emma thompson so he took a pay cut to uh be in the movie which i just thought was so cute that is nice i mean he's not in it very much either so 
He is not, but he plays her love interest. You know, there's misunderstandings as Jane Austen uh, wants to do. Um, it's all happy in the end. The thing that I, <laughs> I love how quickly in Jane Austen books and Shakespeare and, and things of that nature, they fall in love so quickly without talking. Yeah. Or getting to know each other. <laughs> I'm going to pick you up in the rain. Oh, my God. I love you. Oh, my God. I'm hopelessly in love and I will become heartbroken and sick when you leave me because that one time when I sprayed my ankle, sprayed, I sprayed it. When I sprained my ankle on a hill, you carried me to the house. We are in love. <laughs> but Alan Rickman plays uh, uh, this Colonel Colonel Brandon, and he's just so, oh, God, he's peak Alan Rickman. He's just delicious. And I, oh, he's so British. Uh, Hugh Laurie's in it. Yeah, so I, we have to give a shout out to Imelda Staunton and Hugh Laurie. They are so fucking good in this and so funny. So good. Oh, my God. They are so good. But my favorite, do you have a favorite part of this film? Because I have one specifically. Um, I haven't thought about it. What's yours? Let me think about it. My favorite part of the whole movie is because Marianne being younger, which really probably she's only three years younger, but they make Emma Thompson's character seem like she's going into her 50s. <laughs> Marianne is very dramatic and young and impetuous. And the whole thing in the movie is how she 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 hates the way Eleanor is so... Um, Elena, as as how they say it, um, she, she's she's so mature and she doesn't talk about her feelings. She's very British. She's very the character is very very British in the way she acts. And you know, I wish I could be more like you, and I wouldn't get my heart broken because basically you don't have a heart, you don't have feelings, blah blah. blah. And she's very stoic. And there's a misunderstanding. Um, Hugh Grant's character has been secretly engaged to Lucy Steele for like five years, and they hear that Lucy Steele has gotten married. And they assume it's to Hugh Grant. It turns out it's his brother. Because when Lucy Steele found out that Hugh Grant didn't have any money, she was like, deuces, I'm going to marry Robert. <laughs> and so they assume that it's Hugh Grant. And then Hugh Grant comes to visit them. And he's basically like, they're like, oh, so how's the wife? And he's like, no, that was my brother. I, I She got married to my brother. I didn't marry her. And Emma Thompson, the whole movie, she's been stoic. She's stiff up her lip. And she just starts to like fall <laughs> apart and sob and she's like making noise and just like he and it's just the cutest and it's the it's just i love that's my favorite part in the whole movie when she just loses her shit hearing that hugh grant is not married and that they can be together and it's just i love it so much and it reminds me of the a moment in love actually which we'll get back to in a second but you've had time to think what is your favorite part Pick oh one gosh now. i don't know i don't know i i mean it's, it's such a minor thing but i love when the when marianne is sick and the doctor comes down and is like it's a terrible fever flu and you should really yeah. to a male to you really must get your child out of here and she's like ah! yes! <laughs> Mary Ann, like Mary Ann's dying. That's all well and great, but get your baby out of here. And she's oh, that is that's right. It's so and I laugh because you're so sad. And then literally throws her arms up and is waving them back and forth, running away. 
Oh my God. I had forgotten that Alan Rickman was in this until the opening credits. <sighs> and then they're all every time they had scenes together, the two of them, I just kept thinking of love actually. Yes. I think the best acting, and this might sound grandiose and I don't care. I think it's true. The best acting I think I've ever seen in a movie is the moment in love actually when she discovers on Christmas morning that she did not get the necklace she saw in his pocket, that she got a Joni Mitchell CD. God damn Joni Mitchell CD. And she is listening to Joni Mitchell in the bedroom and she's silently crying. And then she like wrings her hands out and like smooths out the bedspread and, and dries her tears and then does that. (sighs) uh, It is the best piece of acting ever. And no one can, and I am counting Alan Rickman in that. It, it, it's, oh God, it's just so, I've done that. I've done that where you're like, okay, I'm going to cry for a second because I can't help it. But then I got to pull my shit together because then we're going to, we got to go to this show. We got to do this thing. And that's the only time I hate Alan Rickman as well. Yeah, it's easy to do there. It's just, that's, you're an, sir, how dare you hurt Emma Thompson? Exactly. How dare you? How dare you, sir? She is salt of the earth. And I love when she goes, oh, lobster? There was more <laughs> than one lobster at the birth of the baby Jesus? Uh, the thing that's so great about her screenplay is that being an actor, everyone in this movie has a moment and has like a full, they feel like they're fully fleshed out living people mm-hmm. even like even like Imelda song even like Hugh Laurie who really doesn't say much at all but like no. you get it like you totally get him but then they have that moment yeah where he's le- if you need any it's like oh yeah oh my god Hugh Laurie he's so great it's so good you gotta you gotta watch it if you're not into jane austen like i get it i get it just what just do me a favor just watch it it's It's just so so sweet it is so dear so funny just so funny really very special Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. two big big winners this week two big ones probably our best one yet in terms I mean, of the product. It yeah, in terms of in terms of the product. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god, she's I can't believe I didn't think to do her and I'm so happy you did. So yeah, two big likes. No, yeah. loves. Yes, love her, love the the stuff that we watch. So Oh, yay, she's just Emma Thompson. Yay, yay, yay. Real quick, Sus, have you watched Late Night? I have not watched Late Night and I'll tell you why. Another person I hate for no good goddamn reason is Minda Kaling. Don't like her. It has to do with, I at one point liked her enough that I bought her autobiography and I read it. After I read the autobiography and I don't remember why, I don't even remember what was in it. I, after that, reading her autobiography, I can't stand her. She irritates the ever-loving crap out of me and I can't watch that movie because she's in it. So, oh, but you know what else I watched? Stranger Than Fiction. Oh, yeah. So great. I love that movie. So oh, much. so good. And Queen Latifah's in it. Yeah, barely, but yeah. Barely, but she's in it. And oh, God, they're just perfect. Anyway, would you like to know? So, yes, please. Who is next week's hysterical lady person? I was so enthralled with Emma Thompson that I just, I didn't even think about it. And then last night I had a dream that I picked this person. 
so that's why I picked her. <laughs> because I had a dream. In my dream, I went, oh, my God, this person. And I was like, oh, my God, that's a great idea. <laughs> um, so we're going to do Tony Collette. Ah, lovely. Because I I adore her. I, I do think too. she's so great. She is. So yeah, I just <laughs> I had this dream that I picked Tony Collette. Keep <laughs> and uh, keep following so your dreams, sweetheart. Keep following your dreams. <laughs> Listen to your dreams. They have something to say to you. Well, that's perfect. I'm excited. I'm I'm very excited. Uh, I think I know uh, what movie I want to revisit. Just have to make sure I can watch it somewhere. We'll see. We'll see. All we'll right. see. We'll see. All right. All right. All, all right. right. Well, send us an email if you want to. You probably won't, but that's okay. Ladies um, <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Insta, uh, Three Funny Ladies. Yeah. At like, subscribe. I don't know. Whatever you have to do. Yeah. Rate, these review, things. subscribe. Rate, review. Hey, listen. If you've got a bad review, if you have a negative review, that's okay. Everyone's allowed their opinion. But tell us why. Yeah. we're Just we're, tell us why. We're in the biz. We can take it. We can take it. We can. I mean, we can't take it. I'll probably be horribly upset. But uh, uh, constructive criticism, criticism is welcome. Don't just be like one star and then not leave a comment. Right. I want to know why. Why one star? Yeah. Do like you not star. like Emma Thompson? Shut the fuck up or whatever. I mean, <laughs> probably more information okay. than that. Okay. All right. No, you're right. You're right. That was dumb. One star. Remy Malik is king. How dare you? That okay? <laughs> I yes. That is fine. That's the opinion that I can take. Yes. And then if you have a five-star review, see five-star reviews, I don't need to know why. Just, yes, I want the love. We, we can tell. You love us. So we get it. <laughs> but if you don't like us, we need an explanation because we don't understand. Because we're thirsty for it. <laughs> we're thirsty. We're going to post thirst traps on our Instagram. <laughs> Wait for those. <sighs> all right. Well, we'll see you all next week then. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you next week. I don't think we'll see you. Maybe we will. Maybe technology will change in a week. Or maybe we pass people on the street that listen and we don't know. I mean, I'm not on the street ever. Right. I don't leave my house. But, um, I mean, you get the gist. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. Okay, bye.